0: Welcome to Potluck, a podcast from the Great Plains Conference. I'm David Burke from the Conference Communications Office. Thank you for joining us. One of the longest standing traditions in Methodism, perhaps more so in the Great Plains, is the potluck dinner. Everybody brings out their best to share with their friends and fellow church members. Sometimes you know what you're going to get. Sometimes you walk away with something unexpected. That's our goal here at the Potluck Podcast. It's a salute to the inspirational ministries in churches large and small in the two-state areas and sometimes beyond. If you walk away feeling nourished and fulfilled, we've done our job. Welcome to Potluck. Whenever you walk into the United Methodist Church of the Resurrection, whether it be its main campus in Leewood or its four other locations, one thing is certain. From the custodial staff to its founding pastor, Adam Hamilton, and everyone in between, you will be treated like a long-lost friend. Radical hospitality has become one of the trademarks of Church of the Resurrection, and two of the leaders of that warm welcome have written a book about what churches can do to pass that same spirit on to their visitors and their congregations. The Art of Hospitality, a Practical Guide for a Ministry of Radical Welcome, was written by Yvonne Gentili. Senior Director of Hospitality and Connections, and Debbie Nixon, an Executive Director of CORE in, in charge of the ShareChurch.com and donor development. Yvonne and Debbie, welcome to Potluck. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having us, David.
0: Uh, first of all, you two have had uh, some interesting resumes that came up before joining Church of the Resurrection. Um, what Individually, go into your backgrounds and and how you ended up joining the staffs. Well,
1: both of us, David, have retail backgrounds. So Mm -hmm. Yvonne and I both found our way uh, into ministry, having first served for several decades in the retail environment. Um, both of us for really large uh, retailers and both mm-hmm. having experience not only on the floor with customers and working uh, in training with sales associates, but also on the buying side. So mm-hmm. having that idea of at this picture in mind of what a customer would want. And so um, I, I know I can speak for myself. Um, my passion for hospitality and for customer service was born out of this love that I had uh, for the customers that I got to work with and the relationships that I got to develop.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. It was uh, the one thing that came to me was just how important uh, relationship building is um, and really surprising and providing an excellent guest experience and um, that warm welcome, the follow up, um, just what a difference it can make and whether somebody comes back. Um, whether it's to worship with you again or buy from you again.
0: Great, great. How did you two end up on the staff of Church of the Resurrection?
2: I'll go first on this one. Um, I had um, been working retail for more years than I care to admit here, but I had been volunteering at Resurrection in a leadership capacity um, for 14 years. Um, And was just approached about a position that came open. I had um, led our spiritual gifts ministry and was really passionate about helping people get connected into the life of the church. And I just decided that it was a great opportunity to make a transition. So my husband and I are both on staff. He's celebrating 21 years on staff
1: this year. Um, And I am celebrating nine. Wow. mm and david um i started uh on staff at resurrection in 1994 so was an early adopter the church uh was started in 1990. Uh, we were a church plant this church startup with no building no signs very little money um, but a big dream and my husband and i uh, were looking for a church home i'd grown up in the church and uh, we were looking for a church so that we could raise our children uh, in a church. My husband had grown up in a non-religious home, and from the moment we started at Church of the Resurrection from that very first welcome, my husband said, I want to go back there, and that was the first time that he had had that experience in any of the other churches that we had visited, so For those first several years, we were um, overzealous volunteers, I call us, because we were so new in our faith and we were growing and so excited. And in 1994, um, Pastor Adam invited me to his office and uh, wanted to know if I might want to be a part of something that might change the world and um, asked if I might leave my corporate job. And uh, joined the staff as our very first children's ministries director. And something just grabbed a hold of my husband and I, and we said yes to this adventure. So that's how I found my way uh, to the staff at Church of the Resurrection.
0: Fantastic. Um, Both of you, I think, have already written books before at one time or another, right? That's right, yes. Okay. Okay. and this is from uh, Abingdon Press, which is a large Methodist publication, publishing house. Um, at what point did you realize that this philosophy was, was worthy of a book? And, and how did that book come about?
1: I, I when I hear the word worthy of a book, I'm like, I don't know if we knew that it was going to be worthy of a book. It's
0: obviously worthy of a book because it is a book. So,
1: But it is something that we're passionate about and we're passionate about sharing. And we had been obviously doing large numbers of training. Uh, we're now a church with five campuses. So we have Um, a fairly large number of volunteers that uh, were in relationship with and doing training. And as we were creating all of that material, others were starting to say, hey, that would be helpful in other churches as well. So as we would go out to speak and to do that training and in a conversation with Abington, uh, the invitation came for us uh, to be able to publish uh, this, this work, um, this art of hospitality uh, that again, that we are just so passionate about.
0: Great, great. Um, I noticed that each chapter of the book has a byline on it. You, you weren't like these co-authors that work together and hammer and nail fight each other out or, uh, for content. You each take a turn at that. Is it, was that, uh, did that make it easier for both of you to, to put this together?
2: It made it interesting. Um, okay. we, you know, we started uh, writing the project, working on it, um, third quarter, right? So for Debbie, it was the middle of uh, stewardship season, and she was crazy busy. Uh, Leadership Institute was had just happened. Uh, for me and my team, it was um, advent preparations and getting ready for candlelight Christmas Eve. And so we sat down together and said, okay, what needs to be in the book? What's the essential information? And how do we divide this up so that we can not only make our deadline, um, but do it in the areas that we're both most passionate about and probably uh, most knowledgeable about. And so that's kind of how it came about. And then we kept it in a shared file so that we could each read each other's work and we then would talk about you know is are we is this the same story we're sharing is this a different story um so it, it worked out i think it worked out nicely
0: yes definitely and as uh, we mentioned before we we began the podcast it was supposed to have a grand rollout with the hospitality conference at resurrection and of course 2020 happened and the hospitality conference was not able to happen, but, uh, but the book is there, and it's a valuable resource for churches. We'll be back to talk more with uh, Yvonne Gentile and Debbie Nixon, the authors of The Art of Hospitality, right after this.
3: Good news. Christ is still very much alive and well, working in the world today. I'm Todd Seifert and I invite you to check out my podcast, In Layman's Terms. Once a month, this podcast tells stories of people serving the risen Christ in the world today. Other weeks of the month, I share a reflection on a passage from the Bible aimed at people who have no background in Scripture, who find the Bible difficult to understand, or who just feel like they need a refresher on parts of our sacred texts. And it's all done in plain English, In Layman's Terms. So find my podcast on the Great Plains Conference website at www.greatplainsumc.org/podcasts.
0: We're back with Ivan Chantilly and Debbie Nixon, authors of *The Art of Hospitality: A Practical Guide for a Ministry of Radical Welcome*. Both of them are on the staff of Church of the Resurrection and for for each of you what does hospitality mean at church of the resurrection
2: i'll go first i think it means uh, for me being willing to be make ourselves uncomfortable to make others uh, newcomers feel comfortable Um, just creating not only a space but an environment where when uh, a guest walks in they feel instantly welcomed and accepted. Um,
1: Like this is a place where they could belong. This could be home for them. I might just add uh, a part of that too is we're making people uh, feel like this is a place uh, where they belong. It's also something that surprises them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It goes beyond what they expected because most people arrive at our churches and they expect us to be friendly. And so they come with that expectation. And so when we define it as radical hospitality, it's when we go above and beyond that. And it leaves them with this impression that says, "Oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting that in a good way. And I want to know more. I'm drawn in uh, and I want to know more. And that's what we're trying to do is draw people in so that they can encounter Christ. Mm -hmm.
0: You talked about the unexpected nature. For a newcomer walking into the doors for the first time what can they expect at your church?
2: Yeah, I think they can expect to be warmly greeted um, in the parking lot and then at the doors before they even enter the building. Um, And again, when they enter our worship spaces, um, we try to uh, make sure that our services are targeted towards guests so that we're not using insider language, that we're explaining to them what's gonna happen in the service before it happens. That every person who speaks introduces themselves so they're not left thinking who is that and what do they what do they do here um so that they don't feel lost you know i think it's there's a lot of anxiety around uh, going to a new place for the first time and um what we try to do is make sure that we um, just erase their anxiety and instead make them feel comfortable and excited about being there and um in in a, in a great, and as Debbie said, a way that surprises and delights them.
1: The other piece to that, that when people experience when they come in is an authentic welcome Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel like it was this forced, um, highly trained, you know, robotic kind Mm -hmm. of experience. But instead, um, it emanates out of this heart of all of our volunteers. And so that's what we hear from people is that it felt very authentic Mm -hmm. uh, to them. And you will see that most of us express it in our volunteers just out of a deep humility um, as well as this love that we have for Christ Mm -hmm. that allows Mm -hmm. us to express that same love for others.
0: Great, great. Has this kind of hospitality always been a, a trademark of Church of the Resurrection or has it kind of evolved through the years?
1: I have to say, having uh, been one of those that got to experience radical hospitality from the beginning of the start of this church, it has been present from the start. Mm -hmm. But the reason it's been such a priority from the start is that we had a senior pastor. Um, Our senior pastor is Adam Hamilton, and Adam modeled it right from the very beginning. Mm Interestingly, uh, David, he also has a retail background. So he learned a lot about uh, customer service from his day selling women's shoes and what it means to, again, um, surprise a customer, you know, and, and to provide them with such exceptional service to meet their needs um, in ways that they hadn't expected. And he then took that and applied that to his ministry. And as we experienced it, And his modeling of it, we then wanted to demonstrate that uh, to others. So it's been kind of this, as we think about the evolution of it, Mm -hmm. the evolution of it is just seeing it like that spark that continues to spread and spread and spread and spread. Because once you receive it, you want to extend it to others.
2: Mm -hmm. That's very true.
1: I will say one other way that it's evolved
2: is that one of the things that we talk about all the time is what could we be doing better, right? What are we missing and how could we improve um, what we're doing, and so there's an eye for constant improvement um, as well.
0: I I was wondering if if you and the volunteers and everyone everyone at uh, at core that is involved with visitors, if you see this as a reflection of Adam. and Obviously, you do.
1: Yes, you see it. Um, you catch him modeling this when no one's looking. He's. He's, uh, I've watched him numerous times be the first one to notice something that needs to be addressed. So whether it's the person that no one's greeted yet, whether it's a spill on the floor, uh, whether it's being out in the parking lot and um, in greeting and meeting people there or parking the farthest away, as we talk about, um, it's, it's seeing him do it, when, again, when no one else uh, mm-hmm. is watching and so, yes, it very much emanates, again, from, from the leader. And so that's something that we recognize in our own leadership and that we write about in the book, that the heart of hospitality that really does come from the heart of the leader, and um, it starts there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam's always been the standard bearer, right, for hospitality. And I think not only do we see him live it out, but he su- um, supports it vocally uh, verbally and holds it up as a value so that we know that, um, hospitality isn't just the job of the volunteers or the staff, um, in guest connections, but hospitality is part of all of our, uh, responsibilities and roles at the church. We're all called to uh, reach out to people and make them feel welcome.
0: Great. It seems churches get, for lack of a better word, anxiety, sometimes when there are new people that walk in the door. I, I guess the worst case scenario is meeting someone, oh, you, you're you uh, welcome, glad you're uh, visiting us for the first time, and you find out they've been going for 20 years, they just going to another service or something. That, that seems like the worst case scenario. But wh- why do churches get anxiety when, when newcomers are there? Why are we afraid to, to approach newcomers?
1: I find that maybe our anxiety is born out of the fear of what we're going to lose. So by us demonstrating such radical hospitality, it does require us to be willing to be uncomfortable. And so if I'm going to be uncomfortable, what is that going to mean? Is that going to mean I'm going to have to sit in a different place? Does that mean that I actually am going to be out here greeting in the parking lot where it's hot or it's raining or I'm gonna miss the beginning of service today so that I can greet the last person that's coming in. And so I think our anxiety is really born out of this fear of what it means that I'm gonna give up. And I think about um, Adam and him being the standard bearer and Yvonne mentioned him championing um, hospitality he has da- had to do this from the pulpit at times mm-hmm. where he he's actually stood in front of our entire congregation and shared the story of, um, you know, a time where we actually had someone come in and we had some congregants say, Hey, you're sitting in my seat. Mm-hmm. So it happens at resurrection too. <laughs> and he will call that out and say, that just can't be the kind of place and the kind of church that we're going to be. And so it does take leaders who are constantly reminding us, of why we're doing this. And then, and when we don't and we miss the mark, it's that, that reminding and, and calling it out. But again, our anxiety I think is born out of our fear of what we're going to give up and how uncomfortable I'm going to feel in extending them.
0: What do you think churches are missing the most? Obviously this is a book that churches need to reach out to, to new people, to visitors. What, what is the missing ingredient out there that you think that, that churches need to get into their, their weaponry? <laughs> I
1: think that what we're missing the most is remembering the why. Mm-hmm. Because when we get the why, um, the methods will flow. And so we actually mention in the book that radical hospitality is not a set of methods or practices. Radical hospitality is this expression of our inward hearts that turn outward to welcome everyone. And I think that what sometimes we, what we miss is just remembering that why. Mm-hmm. Um, and this calling that we have on, and this mandate to make disciples of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And then what is it going to take to do that? Because we know that as Jesus was out and he was inviting his disciples, uh, they were getting uncomfortable to do that. And he was calling mm-hmm. that out. And so I don't know that I necessarily, I could go to methods right now. That would be the easiest thing to do. But I believe that the hardest work for most of our churches to turn from that inward focus to a full outward focus is the work that we all need to do on our hearts.
2: Yeah. I
1: agree. Well, great.
0: There may be some people looking at the topic of this book and thinking, okay, it's easy for Church of the Resurrection to do this. They're the largest attended, attended uh, church in the denomination. They can they can do this, but I'm in a church that has fewer attendance than Resurrection has ushers at one service. What, how do I adapt this? How easily are these principles uh, taken to, to adapting by a smaller church? And of course, everybody smaller than Resurrection is a smaller church, but, but how can these be adjusted and adapted?
2: Well, I'll just, I'll just start by saying all of these um, methods that we use, the principles of hospitality, those were all part of our church when we were four people, right? So uh, when it was just Adam and his family. And so uh, we've been practicing it even when we were a tiny church, right? And so we haven't always had the systems and, and processes that we've had, um, but even small churches uh, can do uh, welcome and hospitality and think about what what am I going to experience as a first-time guest when they come to uh, my church, and how could I make it easier for them?
0: We are talking to Yvonne Gentili and Debbie Nixon, the authors of The Art of Hospitality, a practical guide for ministry of radical welcome. We'll be back with more right after this.
3: Matthew 28 tells us to make disciples of Jesus Christ, but how can you do that? You can help by providing some inspiration each morning to someone else. Just go to www.greatplainsumc.org dailydevotions. Once there, you'll find a QR code and a link to a sign-up page. Pick your day and your topic. If you need some assistance, there's even a link to the Vanderbilt University Daily Lectionary. Follow the instructions for submitting your devotion and you've done your part to help inspire and encourage others in their Christian walk. Again, that's www.greatplainsumc.org slash daily devotions. Help make more disciples today.
0: back to Potluck. We are talking with Yvonne Gentilli and Debbie Nixon, the authors of The Art of Hospitality, a practical guide for ministry of radical welcome. And they are uh, key staff members at Church of the Resurrection, the largest United Methodist church in the denomination, lar- largest attendance. Of course, uh, we talked earlier, 2020 happened and uh, and everything changed. And how do you think the pandemic and everything that we have been through in the past few months and are probably scheduled to go through for the next few months. How has that changed church hospitality?
2: Yeah. So, well, one thing it did right away was it immediately moved all of our hospitality uh, to a digital world so that we were um, reaching out to people via text or email or phone um, even our, you know, we came under a stay-at-home order for a while. Kansas was under stay-at-home order for eight weeks. And one of our trademarks is to deliver a coffee mug to each first-time guest. And we had to wait until that uh, stay-at-home order uh, ended. But what we found is that following up via electronic uh, communication has created this relationship because people respond to electronic communication in large numbers and that allows us just to um, have a deeper dialogue than we do from mailing a letter or even delivering the coffee mug um, which has been which has been fabulous and we've also turned uh, hospitality although we talk about inward outward outward towards our congregation during this time knowing that our congregation is also feeling isolated Um, and so we've we've had a few campaigns where we've reached out to every member of our congregation members and and guests who worshiped with us three times in the last year, um, just so that we could make sure people were okay.
1: When this uh, first happened, Yvonne and I immediately were calling each other because we knew the book was coming out. And I have to tell you for a second, we had to set and just wrestle with this a little bit and test our values and ask ourselves, are the practices um, and principles uh, and the values that we write in the book, what, what is still relevant today? Mm -hmm. And so we sat down um, and this whiteboard and we just started uh, jotting down the things that were still relevant. And so Mm -hmm. the value of personal attention and notice. So starting Mm -hmm. first with notice, How do we notice people when they're online? Yeah. Then we begin saying, okay, how do we, we're noticing that they're online. Then how do we give them personal attention? And then we begin listing the new ideas that we have as they then intersected with our current practices. And then we move that into our value of of follow through. Mm -hmm. And then we had to ask ourselves, okay, so in-person experience, um, now, if we're going to be outwardly focused, Everybody now is outward because they're outside the walls of the church now. How do we invite them into the experience? So this isn't about entertaining, Mm -hmm. but this is about inviting them into worship. And so uh, you'll notice now if you happen to watch one of our worship services, we're very intentional at the beginning about the kind of language that Mm -hmm. we use. And this is going to continue after uh, we go um, back to in-person worship. So for instance, we invite everyone right from the very beginning to light a candle so that they're experiencing as if that light of Christ is being brought in and we see that with our acolytes each weekend. Now we're bringing that experience into the home to bring you in um, to it. We make certain that we try to use correct language. So we've been thinking about when we go back in person, will we say, okay, now you'll notice that the ushers are coming forward. Well, if I'm online, I'm not seeing the ushers come forward. So that's an automatic sign that I'm on the outside. And so it, it also has tested us with our language and things that we knew that we needed to adjust. So that now as we're online, all people, uh, whether they're in-person gathering or setting uh, at their homes can participate fully and experience this radical hospitality. That's why we called our book the art of hospitality uh-huh. is because it's an art form. It's fluid, it's creative. Um, and it requires intentionality and mm-hmm. thought must behind it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like a second edition of the book might be underway then, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> or at least a
0: sequel or something. Yes. Once we're back and can see and, and maybe even touch each other once again at church and, and give handshakes and hugs how is this going to change what we do? Do we incorporate both the, the visual viewing audience and the people who are in person? How, how is this going to change your, your theories and your practices?
2: I think as Debbie mentioned, one of the things that is going to change for us is our, our online experience, worship experience, used to be just a, a peering into what was happening inside the building. And now we've designed this service uh, after we realized, gosh, this just doesn't connect with somebody who's worshiping at home as well as we'd like it to. Um, So we're gonna continue to probably pre-record our service that we'll stream on the weekends um, and make available and then do a different uh, in-person experience so that we're able to connect with that online audience when we're connecting with them and able to connect in person with the people who are there. Um, yeah, and hospitality in person is gonna look a little bit different. You know, with, uh, in Kansas um, and in parts of Missouri where our campuses are located, uh, we have um, mask mandates. So it's gonna be just a little bit of time before things feel normal. Social distancing, physical distancing is required and um, we're under a state order now to that anybody who attends a gathering of 500 or more um, has to quarantine for 14 days, which, um, we'll, we'll, I mean, it will be, it'll be fine, but it, uh, every time you get a limit like that, you think, hmm, how does this impact things? Mm-hmm. Yes. So Certainly.
1: We're also, um, even with our size, you mentioned our size, David, and well, of course, Resurrection can do it because of their size. But know that we're also challenged by even continuing to innovate um, and embrace technology in ways that's constantly evolving and changing. And so, for instance, I mean, we've enhanced all of our follow-up practices so that we're using really... um, uh, impactful digital tools to reach people. We're actually seeing great fruit from texting mm-hmm. our first-time guests, um, emailing them, and using uh, a strategy that Yvonne and her team have developed for uh, that follow-up in ways that were different pre-COVID. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so, using those tools, and those tools are very cost. Uh, efficient. But I think that we get scared of them and we think they're going to be too expensive for our churches, but they're not. And so I guess I would encourage all of our churches because we have to challenge ourselves too, to embrace technology in new ways. And that's going to be critical for all of our churches um, going forward.
2: Yeah, I would I would add one other thing for a small church that wants to really develop a value of hospitality is you need a champion. You need someone who can be an ambassador for hospitality throughout your church, um, who can carry the, carry the banner, do the training, remind the volunteers of why, um, and the pastor may not be able to do that all the time. So you need a leader to
0: step up. Exactly. Yes. And that's why you two are considered leaders of Church of the Resurrection and why hospitality is so important. Mm-hmm. The Art of Hospitality, how can people find your book?
1: Yeah, the book is available uh, at Cokesberry.com. It's also available, of course, on any Christian uh, retailers, uh, book distributors, as well as Amazon. And um, the book is written in three different parts. There's a program book that tells the stories, that tells the why behind That there's an implementation guide that's also available as a separate piece that's really that walkthrough, the strategy. Because while we do share practices and methods in it, for the churches, the book is really meant to instill the values Mm -hmm. um, so that churches can adopt those principles and then put it into their own context and develop their own principles and practices. And the implementation guide helps with the conversations. And then there's a small group book meant for every member of the congregation because you have this team that's working on the strategy, but it's gotta infiltrate the heart of everyone that's in the community. Um, Because one bad experience of hospitality um, from one congregant can uh, be off-putting for that first time visitor that you've been trying to reach. And so the small group book is meant to be that come along piece that the leadership can take the entire congregation
0: through. Fantastic. Thank you so much to both Yvonne Gentili and Debbie Nixon. They are the authors of The Art of Hospitality, a practical guide for ministry of radical welcome. Thanks to both of you. Congratulations on everything that that you do in in Adam's name and in your own names to further the, the spirit of the discipleship at Church of the Resurrection and make welcome those visitors. We appreciate that.
2: Thank you, David.
0: Thank you for
1: having us. Thanks for potluck today, David.
0: Sure. Potluck is copyright 2020 by the Great Plains Conference. I'm your host, David Burke. Our producers are Todd Seifert and Eugenio Hernandez. Our music comes via a license from First to Music. We hope you'll join us next time for Potluck will save you a place at the table.